Pedroza. Danny Pedroza this afternoon as Adrian Broadus heading back from a bachelor party weekend in Mexico. That's right. He was in Cabo. He survived the hurricane, which I'm sure we're going to get uh, plenty of uh, eyewitness accounts from Adrian on tomorrow's show. And uh, Danny will help uh, get us through the next two hours here on a Monday Live from Border City Alehouse. We're getting you ready for Monday Night Football. It'll be the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Now, normally, normally, I would take you right up to kickoff of that ball game here on 600 ESPN El Paso. However... When I was at the station this morning, I got together with Kevin, our boss, who uh, who programs the station, and we both agreed that tonight the game we should air is Texas and Houston. That's right. Game 7 of the ALCS will be on 600 ESPN El Paso, beginning with first pitch at 6.03. So first pitch at 6.03, which means we'll take you right up to first pitch and then get you out to the ballpark for the winner-take-all. What a series this has been, by the way. I mean, even if you're not a Rangers or Astros fan, hey, this has been terrific. Lots of drama, some bullpen meltdowns, uh, timely hitting. There has been, uh, you know, bench-clearing brawls and other good stuff happening with this. I I love it. I mean, this has been fun. So, I didn't say a brawl, just bench-clearing incidents. A brawl would mean fights, a fist, a fist would have to be thrown. There's no fist, but it's just been fun. So Rangers-Astros, Game 7 tonight, 6.03, first pitch. We'll have it for you, 600 ESPN El Paso. But I will be live out here watching the end of the Arizona-Philadelphia game, the beginning of the Texas-Houston game, and Monday Night Football, where we'll be giving away prizes at halftime for the 49ers and the Vikings. What prizes, you might add? Let me tell you all about it. Courtesy of our friends at All That Music and Video, vinyl, CDs, video, and gifts, located inside the newly remodeled and expanded location at the Fountains of Farrah, directly below the Best Buy parking lot. We're going to be giving away uh, the classic Kevin Costner DVD for love of the game. Speaking of DVDs, I have the Super Bowl champion 49ers DVD set to give away and the history of the Minnesota Vikings on DVD. We'll also be giving away from all that music and video um, lanyards for both teams as well as bottle opener keychains for both the Vikings and the 49ers. Folks, don't, uh, don't forget, since 1980, all that music and video, Collector's Marketplace, the only complete music media store in the region. I was there today. They have everything. And the holidays are right around the corner. So if you want to get a jump on your holiday shopping, just head on down. Fountains of Farrah directly below the Best Buy parking lot. Also, going to be giving away a pair of tickets to see Theory of a Dead Man and Skillet. The Theory and Skillet Rock Resurrection Tour will be happening at the Coliseum this Thursday night, 7 o'clock, you want to go, we'll give you a pair of those away as well. We also have a four-pack of El Paso Rhinos tickets to give away. I'm excited about that. And courtesy of our friends at 915 Sports and Novelties, located inside Bassett Place, I've got a lot of cool stuff today. 
I have a Super Bowl championship Tampa Bay Bucks cap I'm going to be giving away at halftime. It's a beautiful cap. I have a Dallas Cowboys decal and a San Francisco 49ers decal. We'll be giving those away as well from 915 Sports and Novelties. All that happening here at halftime for Minnesota and the 49ers coming up at Border City L House, 1506 Lee Trevino, where tonight it's pint night. 354 55 50 pints not to mention uh three dollar um we also have a three dollar modellos and four dollar fireballs all happening here at the ale house this saturday it will be the third annual halloween costume contest a thousand dollars in total cash prizes this saturday the fun starts at eight o'clock also speaking of specials $3 Modelo, Pacifico, and Corona Premier Cans. $5 Crown Royal in Crown Royal Flavors. Sounds from GBT and uh, G, I'm sorry, GBP. And that's happening again here at Border City Alehouse. And that's all coming up this Saturday night with their third annual Halloween costume contest. All right. So. Adrian is not with us. We've got Danny here. Danny, before we get started, it's always customary. I like to ask everybody I, I work with how they spent their weekend, whether it was sports, non-sports, doesn't matter. Danny, what would you do this weekend? Uh, how'd you pass the time uh, the last couple days? Uh, pretty much just at work, Steve, you know, helping out the station. All work. Even weekends, Danny. Did you get a chance to... I apologize. Uh, we were not. I was not aware a couple of minutes ago that our uh, connection dropped off out here at uh, the Ale House, which never happens, but it did. We're back now, and uh, just talking about the trip to Phoenix over the weekend. Caught some football back in town. Came back to see everything last uh, yesterday, late afternoon, last night, and with UTEP playing against Sam Houston State on Wednesday, we get the opportunity to, um, you know. Get ready for that game Wednesday night. Now, I will say that I'm listening to Friday's show, and Esteban, I appreciate that. Yep, I just found out now that we're off the air, but uh, I will keep a monitor on this so it won't happen again, at least I hope. Um, but having the opportunity, and I'm not sure where we left off, Danny, if people heard me talk about the Diamondbacks uh, in Phoenix or not, um, but... Hey, being back in El Paso, yes, that is what everybody out there is talking about. They're not excited about uh, the start of hockey season. They're not excited about what Arizona State's going through, and they're definitely not excited about the Cardinals. Everybody in Phoenix is all wrapped up into uh, playoff baseball and how the Diamondbacks have exceeded all expectations. Uh, Cowboys had the bye week this week, so no Cowboys. A ton of teams were off. But we did have some very interesting NFL games over the weekend, especially one game that people were not expecting, the Pats beating the Bills. I heard before the conversation went away from their picks on Friday that Lou Romano was taking the Pats over the Bills. Lane could not believe it and asked Lou, why would you take the Pats? And Lou said, because they're home. And he's right. I mean, the Patriots knocked off the Bills. Mac Jones, final second touchdown for the game winner. Shocked everybody. Shocked me. 
didn't shock Lou because he picked it. And, you know, that was, I guess, uh, in, in a week full of, full of storylines between the Browns coming back to beat the Colts on Kareem Hunt's uh, late go-ahead touchdown. That was a big story. I did not expect the Bears with a backup quarterback to hang 30 on the Raiders. They did that. I didn't expect the Giants to beat the Commanders in a low-scoring game. That happened as well. The Ravens look extremely dangerous right now. Lamar Jackson was sensational. They destroyed the Lions, who lost for just a second time this season. And the Ravens are making a statement right now, I think, of being a, a team to keep an eye out for. Steelers got a big road win against the Rams. You know, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals at home. No surprise there. The Packers are struggling like a lot of people expected. And Jordan Love showing everybody that he is not Aaron Rodgers. He is not even a shell of Aaron Rodgers. But this is what Packer management wanted. This is what Packer management is getting. And what's even crazier about Green Bay is they said Aaron Jones was healthy and we only had 11 touches in the game. Like, I mean, you know he's your best offensive player, your most talented offensive player. And when you utilize him with 11 carries in a football game, or 11 touches, I should say, you're, the chances of you winning are slim to none. And as bad as the Broncos are, and they're a terrible football team, they beat the Packers 19-17 uh, yesterday, which is probably an all, like, just a, this is just a low point for Green Bay. But again, get what you asked for. You didn't want Aaron Rodgers. You drafted Jordan Love to be your quarterback. So this is exactly what Green Bay wanted, and this is what Green Bay is getting. And I saw some fans yesterday saying that they should trade Aaron Jones because if you're not going to use him and you're just going to you know, let him play less than A.J. Dillon, uh, this is probably – you might as well just get rid of him, trade him and send them off before the deadline. That's been going around uh, on the, uh, the, the you know social media yesterday. Saw that a lot. Uh, Eagles looked really good against the Dolphins yesterday. Jalen Hurts, 279 in a pair of scores. And uh, Philadelphia right now looks like, despite their loss to the Jets a week ago, uh, probably the second-best team in the conference behind San Francisco. I mean, that's, I think, pretty clear through the first eight weeks of the NFL season. so Or, I'm sorry, seven weeks of the NFL season. So, if you want to talk about any of that, 505-6009, our telephone number. 505-6009, as we continue. Now, I am seeing reports on uh, the Lou Romano, Lane Frank segment, which I want to get to in just a moment. We've got two hours with you today. Anything you want to talk about is up for grabs on the show. You want to talk UTEP? We'll talk UTEP, football or men's basketball, or women's basketball for that matter. Um, you want to talk NFL? You want to talk baseball? You want to talk high school sports? You want to talk um, hoops, hockey, anything you want. We can do that here today for the next two hours uh, with you on a Monday edition of Sports Talk. But when we come back, I do want to talk about some of the takeaways from Lou's visit on Friday with Lane Frank. And we'll get to that coming up. Right after Charlie One, who has our first traffic update of the afternoon. And then phone calls. We'll check uh, X. We'll get to everybody's comments as Sports Talk uh, gets rolling here. 600 ESPN El Paso and live 
from Border City Alehouse. Our 600 ESPN El Paso, River Oaks Properties, Schoolyard Sports Studios. I'm Steve Kaplowitz live with you out here today, Border City Alehouse. 1506 Lee Trevino getting you ready for a little Monday night football. It will be the Minnesota Vikings hosting the San Francisco 49ers. We've got pint night going on here. 350, 450, 550 pints. We've got $3 cans of Modelo, and we also have $4 Fireball, not to mention the menu. The menu is amazing. Doesn't matter what you're looking for. Uh, those delicious half-pound burgers, the wings, which have some of the best sauces. Uh, personally, the Honey Hot is my favorite. I recommend that. Their nachos are great. They have brisket. They have flatbread pizza. A little bit of everything out here at the Ale House. And they've got a big Halloween costume contest coming up this Saturday. Their third annual Halloween costume contest. $1,000 in total cash prizes. They've got music. They'll have... Um, also, great drink specials, $3 Modelo, Pacifico, and Corona Premier cans, $5 Crown Royal and Crown Royal flavors. Best part, it's free, and it's all happening this Saturday. You want to win some cash prizes, dress your Halloween best, and come to the costume contest here at Border City L House, 1506 Lee Trevino. Great prizes we are going to be giving away here on the show today, including... Courtesy of 915 Sports and Novelties inside Bassett Place. I've got a Super Bowl 55 championship cap for you uh, Buck fans. We'll be giving that away. We also have um, a Dallas Cowboys decal and a San Francisco 49ers shimmer decal that we're going to be giving away. That's, again, 915 Sports and Novelties inside Bassett Place. We've got a four-pack of Rhinos tickets that uh, you can use for any home game. We also have the Rock Resurrection Tour this Thursday night at the Coliseum. Theory uh, and uh, Skillet will be performing, so we'll give those tickets away. Theory of a Dead Man, you want to go see him this Thursday night. We've got your concert hookup. From our friends at All That Music and Video, vinyl, CDs, video, and gifts, we've got the DVDs of both the 49ers and the Vikings that will be given out along with uh, lanyards and bottle opener keychains. I've also got a great uh, DVD just in time for baseball playoff season, Kevin Costner for love of the game that we will be giving away that you can sign up for here today at uh, the Alehouse. All right, we had a terrific run of calls in the first hour. Fantastic run of calls. In fact, if you want to follow those up, 505-6009 is our telephone number. 505-6009 gets you into the show. That being said, there was a great message from Robert last hour listening to us on the app, and here's what he had to say. Steve, since you were so off on UTEP football this year, just curious what... um, you think will be the will really be a successful season in UTEP basketball okay this upcoming season and first off he's 100% right I take ownership of it I completely underestimated UTEP football for what this season has turned into never would have predicted two and uh, you know two and six after eight games I thought that they probably would be mostly like you know five and three or six and two I think I picked them nine and three so I was I, I was just you know what can I tell you, folks? I, I thought that everybody coming back and all the veterans and uh, the schedule and everything else would have led to a, a big football season. And, in fact, it has been uh, nothing short of a disaster, with the exception of that road win in Miami, where I was actually on the field and able to enjoy a rare UTEP win, especially a road win in the state of Florida. But 
we all know football is where it is right now. And, um, you know, we've had calls you know, calling in for, for Dana Dimmel's head and, and a coaching change. And as I've said before, if the university decides to go in that direction at some point between now and the end of the season, we can then speculate on what the, uh, what the program should do as far as the next head coach. They are not there yet. Uh, right now, Dana Dibble and his staff are still coaching this team, and their goal, whether you like it or not, is to try to win football games starting with Wednesday against Sam Houston State. So they're 2-6. and six. Um, I don't know if they lose to Sam Houston State if we hear anything regarding a, a coaching change once UTEP has officially been eliminated from postseason bowl contention. Most of us realize that uh, the chances of them winning their last four are slim to none. Um, but, hey, officially, they're 2-6. and six. They have not been eliminated from the postseason. If that happens, whether it's Wednesday against Sam Houston or the following week, uh, then who knows what will happen. But the question asked from Robert was basketball. What do I think would be a successful season in UTEP basketball? Now, I'm just going to, you know, just say it. I mean, for I think most minor fans listening to this show, especially if you're a basketball fan, you will say a postseason appearance will be a successful season. Now, there's different ways to define postseason. NCAA. NIT, CIT, and all these other postseason tournaments. But we all know that right now, UTEP basketball cannot really afford to play in a buy-in tournament. So, you know, they've tried that before. They don't get a lot of fans. Uh, therefore, you know, for UTEP, they probably would only play in the postseason if they get invited to play in a tournament that does not include a buy-in. So I'll tell this. I mean, to me, that is successful. If they do not play in the postseason, I don't believe that any fan would call that a success. Now, that's interesting because we've seen plenty of 20-win teams over the years not go to the postseason. But do we say that that was a failure? And I'm going to be specific. You know, Tim Floyd had a lot of 20-plus win seasons when he was at UTEP but did not go to the NCAA tournament. And I think he only went to the NIT once that very first year, although he might have had two trips to the NIT now that I think about it, but he didn't win the postseason game in the NIT. So um, I'll ask all of you out there, and I'm sure we'll have this discussion for uh, you know the next few weeks leading into the start of the season. If the team does not play in the postseason, is it a successful season? Okay. It used to be where you get 20 wins. That was the magic number. And you could say a 20-win season in college basketball is a success. But fans want results. It's kind of like in football. What is a successful season for UTEP football? Going to a bowl. That is, generally speaking, how you would, uh, how you would try to you know, deem a season being a success. Going to play in a bowl game. Now. We all want to see UTEP win a bowl game, but when you haven't won a bowl game in 56 years, you got to realize that getting there would obviously for football be a success. So basketball-wise, what is a success? My answer is postseason play. If you don't go to the postseason, it's not a success. What do you think, folks? 
800-636-6009. That's our telephone number. You can also weigh in on X at 600 ESPN El Paso. That is at 600 ESPN El Paso. Also, Pinky wants to know which in and out did I stop at on my way to Phoenix? Um, he mentioned that they always hit the one at I-10 and uh, Cortero Road in Marana, Arizona, going and returning. Pinky, 90% of the time, that is the in and out that I hit as well. I love hitting it on the way back to El Paso, and I usually do get that exact, uh, that exact one on Cortero Road on the way in. However, this particular trip, we were hungrier than normal, so we hit the one right by the old Tucson Electric Park where the fields are. And that's the, I think that's Kino. That's the one we went to uh, this time around. And I even took a photo of the production line and threw it out on uh, social media. Because the truth is, when I was, and this is going to probably annoy people, but I have to bring it up anyway, okay? We always get the question, in and out versus Whataburger. And it is a valid question, and it's a hotbed, and it always produces mixed results. The majority of El Pasoans will say they'll take Whataburger over in and out any day of the week, and I respect that, and I don't disagree. However, my pet peeve is when you order something and you have to sit in a special designated spot in your car for three to ten minutes while your food is being brought out to you, it just doesn't put you in a good frame of mind. Let's put it that way. We were in in and out. There were probably 10 cars, 12 cars in front of us. Place the order, pay at the window. When we got to the window, within 30 seconds, our food was there. And I saw the, um, I, I saw the production line of how they crank these things out as fast as possible, where they have got like, Stacks of buns, stacks of burgers, stacks of, like, patties assembled. And they're all cooking. And I took a photo of it. And I put it out on Friday. And I just, you know, I was so impressed because I've always wondered, how do they do it so quickly? Now, remember, they've got a very simple menu. They don't have 20 different burgers. They've got, like, two, right? Single, double, cheese, no cheese, that's it. So they've simplified the menu, which is one thing that really works in their favor. But... Those burgers are cooking, and they've got them down to a science so that when you hit that uh, that drive through line, that thing is ready for you pretty much when you drive up. And it's impressive. It's impressive to watch, and that is like the one thing I wish, wish we could see here when you go and order um, at Whataburger. I want to see that thing when you order. Wouldn't it be great? And you don't have to stay in a, in a line. You could just have it brought out to you immediately when you order it. I know it's cooked to order. I get that. But, man, it's, it's nice sometimes to have that convenience, to know that when you're pulling up, you get it. And that's, that's the thing. But most El Pasoans will tell you this. They don't care. They do not care how long you have to wait because when you go to Whataburger, you get a great burger every time. And, therefore, there is no debate between Whataburger and In-N-Out. But I just found the convenience factor something that, for me, it, it, it definitely is nice to know that when you drive up to a line, you get your food immediately. All right. 13 past as we continue here 
on Sports Talk. 505-6009. That is our telephone number. Question of the hour, what is a success in UTEP basketball? My opinion is, hey, it's definitely postseason for basketball. If you don't go to the postseason, even if you have a even if you have an eight like an eighteen nineteen win team, is it is it successful? I mean, I don't know. Um, growing up in El Paso in the eighties and going to games, when I looked up in the Haskins Center, and all I saw were banners that they would raise every year because the team was winning the whack going to the NCAA tournament and realizing that, you know, anything short of a trip to the NCAA or NIT was a disappointment. Maybe that's why, to me, that's where I set the bar. Because that's what I, that's what I watch. I grew up watching that. And I feel like right now that, that success is gone. Like, do you realize that in the last 31 years, this basketball program has been to the NCAA tournament a total, okay, a total of three times? I mean, doesn't that seem almost impossible to fathom since 1992, three trips to the NCAA tournament? 04, 05, and 2010, and that's been it. I just... I mean, I'm at a loss when I start to think about that. You know, basketball, the one sport you could always bank on for UTEP. Three trips to the dance in 31 years. And they haven't won a tournament game in 31 years. It's just, that is mind-boggling to me. Let's go to Alberto. He joins us next. Sports Talk continues. 505-6009. Hanging with you live. Border City Alehouse. 1506 Lee Trevino. Alberto, how are you? Uh, how's it going, Steve? I'm doing all right. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I think personally what I would like to see out of UTEP basketball right now is just like a 15 to 20 uh, win season, like you said. I think that making the tournament this year is a little unlikely, but I do see us being just a tad bit better than we were last year. You know, last year was a really frustrating season. Because either they would get it going early or they wouldn't get it going, and it was just a really disappointing game. You know, shots wouldn't fall in. 100%. And then, yeah, it was just it wasn't a good look for us. But I hope this year we can get a little better. The guys that are coming back, they need to be veterans for us. You know, they need to be teaching these, these newer guys uh, the yeah. ropes so that the next year when when things change a little, we don't, we don't see a huge drop-off in talent. I think that with the guys that we've brought in, it, it, it's, it's going to be on them to see how this season goes. But I'm excited right. nonetheless. I love uh, I love uh, what Coach Golding is doing, so I'm excited. I'm ex- I think he can take us to the tournament, and, and then we'll see what happens. I, I have a lot of faith this year. But, Alberto, you don't believe that you have to go to the postseason to have a successful season in basketball? No, no, I, I, I think you do. I think you do, but I'm not going to ex- ex- uh, demand that from uh, from UTEP right now. I think that yeah. let's get a couple good games under our belt first, you know, maybe win 10 first, then we'll start, start expecting the playoff push. But right now I just want to see some real good basketball from them. I don't want to see them hang their heads. I, I just want to see 
good competition early, and then yep. we'll start looking towards the tournament. Yeah, I want to see us compete in the tournament. Why? Because that brings us in the national eyes. I want to see UTEP on the national stage winning games so that other kids from other parts of the state and other parts of the country see us and be like, hey, look, UTEP's doing their thing, a smaller school. That would be cool, but I'm not going to bank my whole season on that, you know, on that one tournament because that would be a disappointment if we don't make it. But I just want to see some good basketball, hard-fought games till the end, and then the rest will take care of itself. Fantastic. Appreciate the call. Well done, Alberto. Thanks for getting in. All right, I've got Fernie, and then we're going to come back after that with the Charlie in traffic. So let's take a Fernie next. 18 past. It's Sports Talk Live, Border City L House on a Monday. How you doing, Fernie? Hey, man, just, just flip the record from last year, man. I'm, you know, I'm doing my pro with UTEP Athletics, man. I'm, I'm buying season tickets. I invest in the program. You know, I donate. It's just it's so frustrating, you know. So at least when it comes to basketball, it's just, you know, 20, 21, 22 victories, wherever they go. You know, I'm, I'm realistic. It, it's just, uh, well, let's, you know. Well, let's talk about this for a second, Ferdy. Let's talk about this, okay? Is 20 wins a successful season if they don't play postseason ball? And there's so many postseason tournaments now that it doesn't really matter, Steve. It's like, you know what? Let's just choose NCAA and IT. Those are the only two we're talking about. None of the others. I said it earlier. To me, they can't even afford a buy-in tournament these days. So let's just go NCAA or NIT or bust. So if they don't play yeah. either of those two, is 20 wins a hey, successful season? If I'm, you know, I'm just realistic and I'm yep. not a selfish. I'm a, you know, I'm a hardcore football fan, you know. So, oh, my God, anything is just gravy when it comes to any UTIP stuff. And, yeah, part two of my – my call is about the football team, and we have a game this week, you know, and uh, oh, it's been so frustrating. You know, I keep on telling people, you know, I ran to center a couple of, you know, two games ago or something, and I just said, man, they got to do at least five games. He has to win five. Jimmo has to win five, or he's a done deal, you know, because that's the present. Steve, you wanted to yeah. talk basketball, but the present is, football 100 percent, and it, it's frustrating you know and that's like i told demo man i said hey five games my man five games because it's not um i mean where where are we at on this on this program it's supposed to be a you know one of the better teams and and you know what maybe i don't know see what do you think if he was well, first off let's just say this you said five games five games they're two and six right five now games. okay five games, two and, they're two and six so here's my question are they beating Western Kentucky at home? Shoot, man. Come on now. Come you know on the answer now. to that question. You know the answer to that yeah, question. Yeah, are yeah, they beating, yeah. Are they beating Are they beating? Liberty at home? I'm just hoping, you know, but that's, know. That's, my, that's my qualification there to keep the dude, to, to keep his job. And, you know, I'm so frustrated that we have to deal with this and, we were supposed to have one of the better teams, and it's it just—I mean, oh, I know. we're doing our part. We're doing our part, you know. Having you know that that game with uh, NFSU, there's a lot of people there for a Wednesday. Um, it's just so frustrating, you know. And there's no more excuses. And maybe a you know maybe a concession would be for him to give up his 
his offensive play calling duties, you know, because I don't know, man. I think that's the whole the whole thing. It's like, hey, you want to keep your job, man, you have to give up your you I don't give think that, that ever happens. I don't think well, it then, ever happens. Then he he finds himself unemployed. Yeah. You know, no, I that's hear you. pretty much I it. Hear you. You're you're unemployed if you you if you don't adjust to what people want and I just don't like his play calling duties. And uh, that's pretty much it, Steve. And, I mean, you're talking basketball. That's not, you know, till November, a couple of weeks from now. So we're, I'm still in football mode and, and stuff. But, like I said, hey, either he gives up his, his play calling and on offense, maybe we'll, we'll consider that. But other than that, I guess he's gone. We'll take care of you, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Fernie. Thanks for the call. 5-1 Diamondbacks leading the Phillies. Unbelievable. Top seven. Looks like we could be having a Game 7 tomorrow. We'll come back with more right after Charlie won this traffic update. 22 past here on a Monday. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue getting you ready for Rangers and Astros coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. Game 7, winner take all. Winner goes to the World Series and will take on either the Diamondbacks or the Phils. Top 5 right now, Arizona leading Philadelphia 4-1. to 4-1, to two outs, and uh, Philly trying to... Uh, Wrap this up, but man, Diamondbacks don't want to go away. They want to play tomorrow night. And if they play tomorrow night, we'll have that one too for you. So we've got tonight, Game 7, Astros and uh, Rangers at 6, and possibly Game 7 tomorrow for the Diamondbacks and Phils if Arizona can hang on. Let's get back to the phones right now. It's been busy uh, this hour on the lines. i got so many great – I've got messages on the app. I've got messages via email. We have uh, uh, messages on X. A lot of good stuff to get to here as Sports Talk continues. But uh, first, let's get right back to the phones and join Eddie, who's been waiting through the break. Eddie, thanks for holding. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing well, Steve. How about yourself? Appreciate you, Eddie. Doing fine. Thank you. Great to see you could dig up Mr. Middle Fingerton. You know, he should know as a Browns fan, those who uh, live in glass houses should not throw stones. Just saying. Just hey, saying. they're four and two. They've won two in a row. And how about five eleven, one ninety five, and dropping? That's, I think that's the hey, best takeaway from Chad's call. He's he's going down. Yeah, I know. Good to see that he's uh, remaining healthy in his older ages. Yes, I agree. But, I totally agree. So, I, I said I'd go uh, Steve Dejour today. Since nobody really asked you, how do you think about things? How about your Jets, brother? Oh, well. Let's put it this way. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm happy that they're competitive and they're not a total embarrassment. Um, And ever since I wrote off Zach Wilson, he's played better. So, you know, I mean, at this point where the uh, AFC East is, Buffalo does not look nearly as dominant as I thought. The Dolphins just played poorly against Philly. And the Jets are three and three, and that's about you know that's about right. A five hundred team, and hopefully the way the schedule is for the Jets, you know they got to they got to beat the Giants this weekend. That won't be easy. It's the battle in New York, and then they got a Chargers team that's reeling at home, and then they've got uh, the Raiders and Bills on the road. And I mean, you can look at the schedule and say, man, some of those are winnable games. So we'll see. I'm not uh, getting my hopes up for them, but you know what? So far, their their defense is keeping them alive. And as long as Zach Wilson continues to, uh, you know, manage the game and not try to do too much and play within himself, they'll have a chance. I think the one thing that came out of today that really kind of shocked me was um, Robert Sala saying that, what's the name, um, Sauce Gardner and the other safety are still in concussion protocol. Yep. So if yep. 
I, I would be a little bit concerned about that. Oh, but I will. I mean, I agree. But that, they, look, they beat Philadelphia without sauce. So, I mean, their yeah. defense is good enough where they can absorb that, which has been uh, – but, I mean, I want sauce back in the lineup, but, you know, without them, they're, they're okay. I mean, you should be able to beat a Giants team that just lost – or that just uh, beat uh, Washington 14-7, to uh, and, the, and the Giants are not very good, but the Jets aren't either. That actually has a chance to be a pretty good football game this weekend. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Um, I tell you, the other one I watched yesterday was the, the Ravens beat down the Lions. That one surprised oh. me. Baltimore. I didn't expect the Lions to go down that bad. They look like the old kitties. Ravens look good. Ravens look like they're on their way up. And Lamar Jackson had a terrific game, um, as did Mark Andrews. Uh, listen, Baltimore right now, they to me, uh, they are your, your you know their your favorites to win the AFC North. Yeah, I would agree with that one. Well, sir, you have yourself a good day. Tell Chad I said hello. Will Don't do. keep up the good work. Appreciate you. Thanks for the call, Eddie. Thanks for getting in. Um, 505-6009. That is our telephone number. I saw this one a little while ago. Uh, this is a great uh, – there's some great messages so far on the app, and I, I love this. Um, Robert uh, said, Steve, since you were so off on UTEP football this year, just curious what you think will be a successful season in UTEP basketball this coming season? That's a great question, Robert. Number one, I was off on UTEP football. I predicted 9-3. and three. I mean, I was, I've was. i never been more off in my career than I was this year for UTEP basketball. I'm sorry, for UTEP football. Um, I, wouldn't have, I would never have expected 2-6. and six. No, that wouldn't have happened. So you're 100% right on that. Um, as far as successful in UTEP basketball? Gosh. I mean, so the question is, what it, like, what do I think fans will think is success for UTEP basketball going to the postseason? I mean, that's that's it. I mean, can you honestly, if you're a UTEP basketball fan, can you call any season a success if you don't play postseason basketball? We'll leave that question for our number two of the show. 505-6009, hanging with you at the L House with Sports Talk and 600 ESPN El Paso. Jacksonville and Everbank Stadium will be the world's largest cocktail party. Absolutely. It is every year. But they're, okay. you know, politically correct. They can't say that on TV anymore. But, uh, hey, so, yes. uh, uh, again, about that game last week, okay, terrible. Absolutely terrible. And Are we talking about the uh, UTEP game? Correct. Okay, oh, it's a total disaster I, if you're a UTEP fan. Total disaster. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, every 100 years you get to say centennial instead of 100th anniversary, just like inaugural yep. instead of first annual. But, you know, we're just splitting hairs now. Watch, watch this, Steve. Okay. UTEP's looking for a coach. They've got to be. That, that guy, the analyst for uh, SEC Network, you know who I'm talking about, uh, Chris Doring? Um, okay, keep going. Okay. Anyways, Chris Doring, back in the day, 1993, 30 years ago, he did, like, something phenomenal for the Gators. He caught a touchdown pass from Danny Warfel, redshirt freshman, with two seconds left to beat Kentucky. They called it the catch. They yeah. still call it the catch. Okay, he's an analyst on SEC Network. 
if you ever listen to how he breaks down these games, that you know, UTEP couldn't do worse, man. I mean, hire that cat to be the next head coach because it, what, what's going on now with with uh, Dimel? Seriously, I mean, that guy. I thought Mike Price set the program back ten years. This cat is setting the program back like another decade. Listen, seriously. They, here's they the really here's need the to thing. get rid of them. All right. Listen to me for a second, Richard. Here's, here's, my, here's my thoughts on this, okay? Number one, um, do I believe that, uh, you know, Dana Dimmel at this point will be back next year? Probably not. I think they will find a way to come to some kind of a financial agreement when the season's over. But at this point, he's still the head coach. I'm not going to start going on the show and talking about who should be the next head coach while while you've got a head coach. So when the time comes, if the time comes, and UTEP decides to go in a different direction, I have plenty of opinions of where they should go. But until that point, out of respect to the guy who's still coaching the team right now, I'm not going to go there. Okay, well, we don't have to name any names, but – if they don't hire this Chris Doring guy, okay, go with go with a a local guy or or a minority like a Hispanic coach, because what's the demographic of the people that go to UTEP games? See what I mean? I mean, listen, it, it's got to make sense to somebody. I'm going to tell you right now, okay, again. Uh, there's no reason to start telling about who they should go after because they're not there yet. If they get to that point, we could talk about that. Well, plenty of, I mean, there'll be time. There will be time to speculate on where they should go, who they should go, where they should target. But they still have a head coach right now, and they're they're a team that they haven't. They're they're not there. So I'm with you. Okay. What you know well, where you want to say it, but let's let's get to that point when the time comes. Okay, I'm with you, Steve. You don't want to name a name. You. You got the guy on, like, once a week anyway, so I get it, okay? So I'm just saying, if you're a UTEP fan, you know, firedanademo.com. Pay for that. Set up a website already. Somebody, anybody. Someone just needs to do it already. I'm going to move on. Appreciate the call. Let's keep going. Next up, as we continue, (laughs) Hector who uh, joins us on the program. Hector, uh, thanks for getting in. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Steve? Doing well, um, thanks, so I went, to, I, I went to the game Wednesday. Hey, it was a decent crowd. There was people there. I was surprised for Wednesday. But I, I don't normally agree with your last caller, but he's on point. We need a new coach. Um, you know, the, the game was just – I can't believe that that New Mexico – we made – that New Mexico State quarterback looked like a Heisman Trophy winner. That's how bad uh, the defense played. The defense, uh, every game, there's like a bonehead play on the line. Uh, number zero, uh, third and long, I don't know what he did. The last game, the guy takes off his helmet, and, you know, we we have to uh, play another four downs. So this, this is just getting old. They need to get rid of this guy. Listen, it, again <coughs> – the thing is, Hector. The thing is, this um, they're right. What are they right now? Two and six. They got four games left to go. Um, whenever they decide to do it, if they decide to do it, because there still comes to this point, okay. And this is something that people have to understand. If in fact 
the university decides after the season that they want to move in a different direction, they have to still buy out a portion of his final year, okay? And it's not cheap. Like, I mean, you know, well, I guess it's not cheap if you're UTEP. I mean, most schools would probably say that it's done. But, you know, half a million dollars is half a million dollars. So, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's going to be the situation that, you know, we'll also find out is can the university um, afford to do it? I personally think they can and they will if that's where they if that's the direction they decide to go. But everybody keeps asking, what have I heard? What have I heard? I've heard zero in this particular department. All I know is as of now, they have a head coach. He's not going anywhere. And if the university does decide after a certain point that they are moving in another direction, we'll find out soon enough and then we can at least go into the next like what would be next and and what could happen next with the university. But until then, I mean, there's no reason to. What's the point? They I mean, they still have Dana Dimmel. They're not going to draw for their final two home games. We all know that. We get it. So, you know what? They're probably just going to play out the season, and then knowing in December that every other team will be either going to a bowl or then they could start looking for another hire, then we'll go in that direction. But we're just not there yet, Hector. We're not there. Got it. I got. I have another question for you, and maybe you can answer this for me. Sure. Um, so I was watching college and pro football and um, the Major League Baseball playoffs. So I'm watching the Utah Utes play against USC, yep. and then the Florida State uh, Seminoles right against Duke. Now, the following day, I was watching the Washington Commanders, right? Who used to be the Redskins, and then the baseball team, Cleveland. They made them change their names. Why haven't they made the college teams change their names if they did the pro team? Is it because they're professional versus college? Interesting question. You know, I hadn't thought about that. I, I really haven't. I, I don't know. I don't know if because the Seminoles is the name of, of a Native American tribe, I don't know if that is less offensive than just calling somebody the Indians. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I just, there is I a seminal there is a seminal tribe of Florida. So there the the there you know it's the Florida Seminole Indians, and I, I guess because the Seminoles are a tribe, maybe to 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 people of Florida State that is not it's not offensive because they are they're they're a tribe. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, yeah. the Cleveland Indians had. Chief Wahoo is their logo, and it was a bucktooth Indian as a caricature. So the truth is, is that I can understand why they were trying to do away with that versus, let's say, the Seminoles. Yeah, but you know another thing. So I'm watching the Florida State Seminoles, and the Redskins used to use that same decal. That yeah, Florida I understand, but 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 understand this: a Redskin is a slang term for Native Americans. It's not a tribe. You know what I'm saying? The Seminole, yeah, well, the Seminole Indians are a tribe, but Redskins is not a tribe, and neither is Indians. So, I mean, I think that's why you're not seeing Florida State have to you know, try to change their name the way yeah. others have. Right. Well, if you get a, a definite answer, please put it out on the radio, okay? All right. Thanks for the call. All right. I guess that wasn't good enough. All right. 32 past as we continue here on Sports Talk. Let's go next to Chad. He wants to uh, get in on the show. Chad, welcome aboard. 
Hey, thanks, Steve. Thanks for the vine. How you doing? Keep it moving. 5'11", 198, and getting lower. Hey. Thanks for uh, taking my phone call. Yeah, thank you. Hey, um, really quick, I'm kind of bummed out because uh, a week ago today, I, I, I couldn't listen. I was working, and I, I missed Orly's phone call, Steve. And I just wanted to send a shout-out to Orly and say hi from the uh, backup third-string practice squad quarterback team that uh, beat him uh, last uh, last Sunday. And uh, I just wanted to say hello, Orly. Hi, Orly. I hope you're listening. I, I hope everything's going well for you. I uh, hope everything goes well tonight for you when you actually play a starting quarterback. Maybe you guys can play a little better. Uh, the other thing is, is that um, Seminoles are, are, is not an offensive term. No. And they not change that name because it's a tribute to that tribe. They're all over uh, that area of Florida. They actually own a few casinos that pay a lot of money to a lot of people in a lot of places, and uh, they they are actually revered and respected. It's not a uh, insult for Florida State to be the Seminoles. No, it'd be like uh, if you had the Tiguas. Exactly, it would be like the El Paso, the UTEP Tiguas. I mean, yeah. it'd be the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not an offensive thing. I mean, when you're talking to a Tigua Indian, you're talking to a Tigua person. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, they changed St. John's. They changed who else? The 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 Redskins. Right, St. John's used to be the Redmen. That's right. They were the Redmen. Yep. And then the yep, um, Redskins. Yep. A hundred percent. They changed it to the Red Storm instead of the Redmen. So and chances, I mean, and chances are, if Cleveland did not have Chief Wahoo as their lovable logo the last seventy yeah. years, we would still have yeah. the Cleveland Indians right now in Major League Baseball. Exactly, and and that's still one of the one of the most sought after, and probably now uh, one of the best, I guess, uh, t-shirts, hats that people want because yep. it's not around anymore, and everybody wants it. Exactly. So you know, but anywho, uh, as I was saying, Orly, I hope you're having a great day. I, I hope you're having some peach vodka on ice. Uh, no water. Uh, I hope you're drinking it straight because uh, if you're going to drink peach vodka, you've got to drink it straight, Orly. And uh, um, uh, go brown. And we'll talk to you later, pal. See you. Big win over the Colts. How about that? 39-38. Browns get the dub. They're 4-2 and after beating the Colts with some controversy yesterday. Love that. All right, we'll keep it moving. 35 pass. Good calls as we continue here on Sports Talk. Let's go to Cruz. He's next up. Hey, Cruz, how are you? I'm doing okay, bud. Uh, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks, Cruz. Well, Appreciate that. Well, actually, I'm not doing so well. Hey, I'd like to make a comment about YouTube. You know, I was backing Coach Larry Vimmel up, but I'm no longer backing him up at all. I mean, you know, I used to coach in the in El Paso and in, in the little leagues in football, in basketball, and I, I did some of the Texas Panhandle. And something, Larry Dimble, please pay attention. Something that I learned when I was coaching was the definition of coach. Let me give you a synonym for it. Teacher. You're supposed to be teaching these children, these young men. You're supposed to teach them. And you're, you're making excuses and lowering your standards and getting them to accept your standards. I mean, you're teaching them, we're teaching them mediocrity, now you're teaching them 
subpar. I watched one of the players on TV say that they still control their destiny. They got to win the rest of the games. And as he was saying it, I saw a great deal of doubt in his face. That's what you're teaching them. You know, I hate saying all this about because it hurts UTEP, but you need to teach them to do better than this. They deserve it. And the parents, they don't want to send their kids to some university when they hear the coach lowering the standards little by little as you lose and lose and lose. You need to right. teach them. You, you, you need to, uh, yeah, you know, I'm so, you know, upset. Cruz, you're I'm fired angry. up. Cruz, you're fired up today on the show. I hear you. By the way, yes. uh, Cruz, it's Dana Dimmel, not Larry Dimmel. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I even wrote down his name here, and, and I put down Dana, but I said Larry. Sorry like that. But that's what, he, as you're losing, you, you keep lowering the standards that we still control our own destiny. And, and your team is starting to repeat what, you, what you're saying, what you're teaching them, and, and you're teaching them to accept to be subpar, you know, mediocrity, and then now less than that. And parents don't want right. to send their kids. Is it a coach like that that's going to be teaching in those things? I know I wouldn't want to. Cruz, I appreciate the call. I thank you for getting in on the show today. Uh, look, Miners are, are road dogs Wednesday, folks, and they're playing a winless team. So if that gives you an idea of where the Miners are at right now, they are three-and-a-half-point underdogs, and they are playing an 0-7 football team. And if Sam Houston beats the Miners on Wednesday, which very well could happen and probably will, the Miners will be officially eliminated from any postseason contention, officially eliminated. Um, And then we'll see how quickly we hear about uh, the future of uh, one uh, Dana Dimmel. So keep that one in mind as well. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, We'll go next to Enrique, who joins us on the program. Enrique, Happy Monday. Thanks for the call. How are you? I'm good, Cap. Uh, it's been a while since I called in the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Enrique. Appreciate uh, you giving us a ring today. And uh, uh, thanks for the call, man. It's uh, definitely going to make the, the show fly by today. More phone calls like yours and everybody else's. So I appreciate that. Thank you. That's, that's good to hear. Um, I was wondering if I can get your take on this. So Sure. This is my way too early some bold prediction. Like, it's getting around that time, Cap. We're yeah. about eight weeks away from my favorite game of the year. And I've been looking at some potential candidates. Uh, I'm looking at Colorado. I'm looking at Oregon State from the last time we'll see the Pac-12 ever. I think so. And I'm thinking maybe Clemson or Boston College from the ACC. And I was wondering, once this year's over, I know um, I haven't been able to catch Oscar Leeser's, um stumble information lately but i was wondering in your opinion after we lose the pac-12 which conference do you think we'd get and who do you think is going to be the best opportunity for us to continue our great tradition in el paso well first off the acc is still in play as of now that hasn't gone anywhere so the acc well they just have to find a way to replace the pac-12 and from what i'm hearing I think it's going to come down to the Big Ten or the Big 12. Or there could even be a way that they work a deal where they alternate um, the next couple of years with each conference. So one year could be the Big Ten, then the next year could be the Big 12, and then when their contract expires, which I think is after 2026, then they can look to renegotiate and go from there. 
that that sounds actually really attractable because I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, I think when we were still uh, Bruce the the, the brute fumble, I think yep. we had something similar where we were alternating with the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, that's right, the American Conference. Yeah, that was that's the year we had. Remember cool. one year we brought in Oklahoma. Oklahoma came here to play. And uh, that was when they played Stanford. And, and on one side, you had Bob Stoops, and on the other side, you had Jim Harbaugh. It was fantastic. And then I think the great. next year, I think the next year is when, um, is, is when we saw Notre Dame come. Oh, that so, was a dream. Yep, I appreciate it. Hey, listen, uh, you know, you bring up some good points. And to be honest, yeah, you're looking at some of these schools in play. I mean, Colorado is in play right now. I think Washington State could be in play. UCLA is another one. So, um, you know, USC losing the uh, losing last week was a was a big one that really you know officially eliminated their uh, chances of going to the playoffs. So we'll see how they finish their season out and uh, what happens with uh, their quarterback Caleb Williams. I heard somebody suggest he shouldn't even play anymore, which would be you know to me ridiculous, but. Um, if you think about it, if you don't want to get hurt, well, that's one way to do it. But what kind of a message does that send if you got a 6-2 and two football team and you decide to just skip the rest of the year because they can't play for a national championship? Appreciate the call. Hey, Eddie, stand by. I'll get you on the backside of this timeout. 41 past. We're live. Border City Alehouse. We're with you till 6. More phone calls, more uh, of your uh, posts as well. And we'll get to more of that as Sports Talk continues live, 600 ESPN El Paso. And that's 505-6009. Also, I want to direct you to the Dining Deals page on the must-read bar at 600ESPNElPaso.com. Dining Deals is a way to take advantage of some of the best food in El Paso where you can purchase $50 values for just $25. In fact, uh, last Friday... Desert Oak Barbecue went on sale and sold out. Sold out in less than a day. So I'm telling you, folks, these are great deals. Like right now, still on the website, we've got $50 gift certificates to Ruli's International Kitchen for just $25. You could take advantage of that while it lasts, while we have them available. This Friday morning at 10 a.m., Paco Wong's Chinese restaurant. $50 gift certificates for just $25. Now, I got to tell you, I had lunch today uh, with uh, Iris Lopez from Kiss FM at Paco Wong's. I was with Paco himself, and uh, uh, the food was absolutely outstanding. We had some of the uh, favorite dishes, some of Paco's favorites, like pork a la siu which is slices of pork and potatoes uh, cooked in Tao sea sauce. That was great. We also had uh, another classic dish that if you are a fan of duck, you're going to want to enjoy this because it was absolutely terrific, and uh, it was almond duck. And sounds simple, but, folks, um, the almond duck is like pressed Long Island duck in a sweet red sauce which was topped with almonds and shredded papaya. That was outstanding. I never had pressed uh, duck until the uh, the dish today. So, so good. We also had combination fried rice. We also had cashew chicken. And these are just some of the many dishes that Paco Wong's has been serving up to El Paso for the last 20 years on the west side of town. 
If you want to take advantage of this great deal, starting 10 a.m. on Friday, you can get $50 to Paco Wong's Chinese Restaurant for just $20. Go to the must-read bar and click on Dining Deals, and you'll be able to take advantage of that and so many more at 600 ESPNElPaso.com. Bottom of the hour right now as we continue getting you ready for the Rangers and Astros. They're going to get going here in 30 minutes, 5 o'clock, from Houston. Winner take all. By the way, listen to these trends. Dusty Baker has never won a Game 7 in a playoff series in his career. Bruce Bochy has never lost a Game 7 in his playoff career. You based it on that, and the Rangers are going to the World Series. It very well could happen. So that is going to be a a phenomenal matchup tonight. I mean, you look at the pitching tonight, and if the Rangers are going to do it, they're going to rely on Max Scherzer, future uh, probably Hall of Famer, Going up against Christian Javier, who's been terrific so far in the postseason. Scherzer just came back and was lit up in his first start. Can't wait to see who wins Rangers and Astros. We'll have it for you here on 600 ESPN El Paso. In the meantime, there's also Monday Night Football tonight. We made the programming decision this morning to carry Rangers-Astros instead of Vikings 49ers, but we'll be here at the Yale House with that. We've got tons of prizes for you to win, uh, including team prizes for both the Vikings and the 49ers, Rhinos tickets, tickets to see Theory of a Dead Man and Skillet, and a whole lot of more from our friends like 915 Sports and Novelties, the El Paso Rhinos, um, also Live Nation, as well as all that music and video, giving us some great prizes here for the show, which you can sign up for to win. Let's go to George. Joining us next, bottom of the hour. Sports Talk continues, 505-6009. Good show today. Lots of discussion. Adrian will be back with me tomorrow on the program. But first, it's George's turn. Hey, George, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Doing well, appreciate how you, doing, brother? Doing good, George. What's uh, up? Well, well you, were, you were talking touching bases on, on the basketball Twenty wins is, is pretty realistic. I mean, uh, you, you got some returning uh, players on the team. I, I heard there you got some some good talent coming in as well. Uh, that that's pretty realistic. Uh, I also ran into Keitha at the NMSU game. That that was a pleasure seeing her along with her her squad as well. I wish them all the best. As far as the Utah football, it was a pretty disappointing loss, twenty eight seven. That to me is like. It was like a bowl game to me. That that uh, that's one of the pinnacle of of UTEP uh, and MSU. That's a rivalry I look forward to. And I mean, we can have a losing season as long as they they win that game. I mean, I'm pretty sold. But realistically, uh, maybe they beat Sam Houston State, Liberty. I don't think so. Um, and uh, Middle Tennessee, I, I don't think so. I don't see. I don't see them winning anyone, but just uh, Sam Houston State. That's that's pretty realistic. I mean, uh, I don't know if Hardison is healthy enough to play, but uh, he did uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, all things considered. Yep. Second game, he struggled. 
Um, the defense struggled uh, terribly against Fabia and, 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 and the whole NMSU offense. It was just they kept uh, they were just uh, off balance the whole game. Um, you know, I don't know about Demo. Even if he does relinquish his, his offensive play calling duties, uh, I, I think it's time for him. You know, I, th- I think he's he's come to the end of the road. I mean, it's uh, honestly, you know, we all expected more from him, especially with the veteran crew, and it just didn't pan out for him. I mean, when a coach can't uh, control his team as far as discipline uh, on the field, and uh, just doesn't prepare them the way they should be. I mean, that, that, that just says that, you know, it's time for him to go. I mean, really, honestly. I like the guy. He, he's very personable. I, I, I hear his shows, the Taish. But, I mean, uh, you know, honestly, it's time for us to look forward and, and to see if maybe we can get an up-and-coming, you know, assistant uh, coach, maybe a, a, an offensive coordinator, something that, that's really willing to, you know, start from scratch and, you know, get us a, a winning program, get a, a winning mentality at Utah. I mean, just, I think we deserve it as fans and, and uh, as, a, as a city. We deserve a winner to have at, at our university. What do you think, Steve? Especially when you talked about it a moment ago, and that is all you want to see is a win over New Mexico State. And when you go and you get beat 28-7 and get outscored by three touchdowns in the second half, and see what Jerry Kill is doing two years into his coaching run at New Mexico State, where they went bowling last season and won, and now could even be contending for a CUSA title, and he's only been there, this is only his second season, that's what's tough to watch. Because you said it, you know, all you want is a win over your rivals, and when you not just lose, but you you lose by the worst margin in the last 60-plus years, that really, really puts a bad taste into um, into the fans of, uh, of of UTEP diehards like yourself. I get it. I really do. I mean, I mean, you're dropping, you're dropping. I mean, not not financials is financials, but I mean, you're dropping money to pay for the parking. You're parking. You're paying for concessions. You're paying. So you're not. You're you're dropping pretty good money that could be spent elsewhere. But you want to go see the university, especially UTEP, which you've been a, a diehard fan. For many years, and uh, you know you've cultivated that, and you know you've seen good seasons, uh, but for him to have a losing record against NMSU is just—it's just not acceptable. Especially, what is it, year six of of his uh, of his tenure here? I mean, that just—it just doesn't happen. I mean, and the fact of the matter is, he's got a pretty good veteran squad. The only thing is, is that they're not being coached the way they should be. I mean, and uh, I, I think uh, Romano said it best. You know, once you bring in an up-and-coming uh, uh, coordinator somewhere, you know, that, that's willing to, to try new things and, and work and maybe mold something, make, make a winning a culture back at UTEP. I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, you know, sky's the limit. Why not Look, make it happen? George, I'll say this again. I, I've stressed on the show today and in the past, I, I don't want to start going into details of names and candidates because they have a head coach right now. They haven't made a decision to go in a different direction. When they do, we can take that approach. That being said, all I will say is this, okay? I do hope that when the time comes, whenever that is, it could be in weeks, months, or years, for UTEP to eventually find their next head coach, 
whenever that opportunity presents itself, I would love to see them get someone who then you could, the message will be, we want you to come here, win, and go get yourself a head coach in Power 5 and make this place a stepping stone. Because that would mean that the program would be in better shape than when that person leaves than when they arrived. And um, until they realize that, you know, when it comes to sports like football and men's basketball, there is nothing wrong for UTEP to be a stepping stone for a coach. I mean, basketball did it. They did it with Billy Gillespie, Doc Sadler, and Tony Barbie. They all won and landed Power 5 jobs. And fans were upset. They were upset that people were leaving, the coaches were leaving. And they wanted stability. They wanted somebody who was going to come win and not leave. That has not worked in the last uh, 13 years. So the truth is, there is nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong for this university to hire a coach and tell them their message is, we want you to win and go get yourself a Power 5 opportunity. And we'll go get ourselves the next, you know, either hot young coach or, or assistant off the staff. All that means is you've you've made a good choice in getting a rising coaching prospect. I am I'm a big believer in that. And again, whenever that time comes, I'm hoping that that's the direction the school takes. Right, right, and, and I, I agree with you. I mean, and and that's that's what that's what uh. The springboard for that one coach is, is going to entice another young coach up and coming that wants sure. to prove something to to the to the nation that he can sure. come to on El Paso and, and and go somewhere else and, and by have the way, success because George yeah yeah go ahead I believe that in all sports I'm not just saying football right. or I think right. every sport that should be the goal people I mean here's the hardest thing okay. Don Haskins spent 38 years in El Paso and, and lived here after he retired until he passed away. That, that doesn't happen. I mean, that's not realistic anymore. Those, that is a once-in-a-lifetime situation. And I know fans want to have, like, the next Don Haskins come, win, stay, but that's not, that's not realistic anymore, not with the kind of money they're paying these days. So in that regard, just get somebody – that can win, transform the program, and when it's time for them to leave, they leave and the, and the program is in better shape than when they arrive. That's that's really my one message, and I hope that when it comes to college athletics here at this school, people don't get offended if you call UTEP a stepping stone for a rising head coach because it's not offensive. It should be a compliment that this is the kind of program that, hey, if you want to come and launch yourself into the national spotlight, come win here and then earn your shot someplace bigger. Right. And, I mean, you know, who knows? You know, maybe you might get the same situation that happened with women's basketball. And Keith Adams came back, you know, yep. because she, she fell in love with the city. You know, there's, there's a winning um, a person that, that left with a, a pretty decent record and came back and, and wants to cultivate it and wants to continue to win here at UTEP. Who knows? I mean, the sky's the limit, but you know, I think all due respect, I have nothing against Mr. Demo, but I think I think his his time here is done. You know, he's done what he could, and and it's just time for us to look forward and to look forward to better things uh, and and maybe a winning program. You know, somewhere down the line. You know, that's all I'm asking for. George. I wish him all the best, but yes, yep. sir. 
Appreciate the call. Hey, mm-hmm. you, you, you said mm-hmm. it. You said it. I appreciate you getting in, and um, and point well taken. And trust me, George, there are a lot of fans that think exactly the way you do. A lot. Some fans just want it done now. They don't want it done um, in a couple of weeks or at the end of the season. They want to change now. There are some that don't want to change. That believe that uh, the program is in is in you know the better hands with Dana than somebody else. I get all of those opinions, but again, as we said. And, and uh, as we go to break, my message once again is that right now, as of October 23rd, 2023, UTEP's head coach is still Dana Dimmel, and there has not been a, a decision on his future yet. And when there is, believe me, that's all we'll be talking about on the show, and there will be plenty of speculation, and that's what we're here for. So appreciate you, George. Thanks for getting in. All right, 18 in front of six. When we come back, we'll wind things up here at uh, Border City Alehouse. 1506 Lee Trevino. We got playoff baseball going on right now. 5-1 Diamondbacks, top eight. They are uh, just, um, what, six outs away for forcing a game seven tomorrow night, which we'll have for you. We'll also have Astros Rangers coming up at 6 o'clock, top of the hour, their big game seven. And we'll be hanging out here with both playoff baseball games as well as Monday night football. It's the Vikings and the 49ers. Come down and join us, 1506 Lee Trevino. It's Border City L House and 600 ESPN El Paso. We've got about five minutes left to go here on Sports Talk. My thanks to Danny Pedroza, who has been uh, covering for Adrian today. We'll be back with our uh, normal team tomorrow, beginning at 4 o'clock. Adrian will tell us all about Mexico and how he survived a hurricane for his bachelor party for his buddy. We'll get to that on the show. We're here live right now at Border City Ale House, 1506 Lee Trevino. Hey, you want to get in? Uh, one last call, uh, 505-6009. That's our telephone number. We're going to be getting uh, giving away a lot of great prizes here at halftime of the Vikings and the 49ers. On 600 ESPN, top of the hour, we've got Rangers and Astros Game 7. Winner goes to the World Series. So keep it tuned to 600 ESPN El Paso for all our baseball action coming up here in about 10 minutes from now. A reminder, Border City Alehouse has their third annual Halloween Christmas, I'm sorry, their third annual Halloween Costume Contest. The Halloween Costume Contest with $1,000 in total cash prizes coming up this Saturday. And that's going to start around 8 o'clock. They will have music. They will have $3 Modelo, Pacifico, Corona Premier Cans, $5 Crown Royal and Crown Royal Flavors, and uh, 1000 bucks in cash prizes to bring your best costume contest and come here for the third annual Halloween uh, costume contest at Border City Alehouse. Tonight, we're giving away Rhino's four-pack. I've got uh, Theory and Skillet tickets for the uh, Thursday show at the Coliseum. I have uh, great Vikings and 49ers gear from our friends at uh, All That Music and Video, the Fountains of Farah, directly below the Best Buy parking lot. We've also got uh, some great uh, decals from our friends uh, at 915 Sports and Novelties. They've also included a uh, Super Bowl championship Tampa Bay Bucks cap that we're going to be giving away. 915 Sports and Novelties located inside Bassett uh, Place. So a lot of good stuff for you today at halftime of the Monday night football game. Checking some messages out on uh, X at 600 ESPN El Paso, uh, Paso from earlier today. Let's see here. Adrian at enemy win number three. Steve, I didn't think I would like Wednesday football, but I love it. 
all G5 conferences should play during the week so we can watch more Power Fives on Saturday. Hey, Adrian, that's a good point. I'd agree there. Uh, those Wednesday games do make Saturdays a lot easier. Esteban wanted to get in earlier on the Lou Romano Lane Frank uh, show from Friday where Esteban said Romano was incredibly rude to Lane last Friday. It got to the point where Lane was not responding to Romano's comments, just staying quiet. Um, I listened to the show, Esteban. Lou did to Lane what he's done to me and what he's done to so many people over the years, getting into some fun uh, and spirited debates. He was uh, He's put Lane on the spot. Hey, listen, part of the job is when you've got a, uh, you know, a guest coming in like Lou, who's going to challenge you a little bit and, and uh, you know, Want uh, want to get a little crosstalk going? Hey, that's that's part of the that's part of the job. It's uh, he's you know Lane learned what we all have learned over the years. And Lou comes on, and uh, sometimes yeah he'll have a good time with you, have some fun. But he also loves a uh, a good uh, sports uh, argument on air. And yeah, I think Lane found that out uh, the first way, uh, the hard way. I've I've had that same discussion with Lou over the years. The difference is. I am uh, 35 years older than Lane, so I've, I have I like it when Lou comes at me like that. It, it's very lively, but I get it. Trust me when I tell you, Esteban, Lane had a good time with Lou. Uh, I talked to him afterwards, and he loved him, said he was awesome, so I had a great time. Also, YYS asking about how we will best remember Dana Dimmel. YYS, I will save that probably for tomorrow's show because I'm just out of time right now, and I, I couldn't do it justice if I tried to answer that question. But right now, it's looking like uh, we're going to have baseball tomorrow as well. Diamondbacks and Phils, D-backs are five outs away from forcing a Game 7 tomorrow, as incredible as that sounds. In fact, uh, it looks like uh, Fat will go for Arizona. I don't know who's going to pitch for Philadelphia. Well, all I know is we've got Game 7 next, Rangers and Astros. It's Scherzer and Javier. Our coverage continues top of the hour with ESPN Radio as we'll bid you farewell from Border City L House getting ready for a Monday night football party.